again for another episode of, of my kind of crazy. crazy let's go yes we have a special guest today a couple of guests actually. Yeah. yeah these are some beautiful people yeah, we're some... so excited to introduce you guys to good friends of ours melanie and edgar our carsonberg yes thanks for having us we're so excited absolutely absolutely we're excited you have anything to say, honey? Well, yeah. So, Melanie and Edgar, they're some really special friends of ours. We actually met them some years ago, actually, within our yeah. uh, church life group, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they were some awesome people that we immediately connected to. Melanie is always, I think, just been such a, a bubble of energy and joy yes. and everything. And, and <laughs> just, they're just like cool as the other side of the other pillow. I mean, I tell you, just it's, right. he's just been a cool cat that I've always like. When I speak to him, it's just like I can talk to him for hours because he just kind of communicates in such a way. It's like warm and welcoming. He's warm and welcoming. Yeah, and he just, you know, and we can just, you know, flow in in kind of conversation in such a smooth way. He's just a great spirit. And they both have such an amazing heart for God. I mean, Mm. so much philanthropy, so many ways in which they just, you know, touch the community around the world in so, so many different ways. Um, I love it that they do it through their lifestyle and just how they walk with the Lord Um, and just the bright light that y'all may not even know y'all this is like thank you guys i mean i I feel like it can't get any better than this i think we should just stop here and 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 i feel like it can only go downhill from like people get like there's more feeling about us and now we actually have to talk about something (laughs) no no, i'm so serious because we even went like around the time that we were meeting you guys initially as well too i mean i know that you guys were doing so many different um uh, retreats as well too is doing group. some different things if you know obviously through the live group as well too or whatever in different ways in which you guys are re- reaching out to other communities i would love you guys also to be able to touch and talk about those things as well too and just kind yeah. of fill us in on how that's evolved over time and you know where you guys are kind of today yeah. um yeah melanie edgar either one you guys yeah. can please let you, can, us know. you guys can start yeah. just like telling us a little bit about yourself and then whatever okay. y'all, y'all are so fun yes we it's just an honor we want you to know that bridget and dion you guys you carry the holy spirit in such a beautiful way and i love how your lives are so missional you're so intentional and you're missional and you live life on mission and it's truly a joy to partner with you Mm -hmm. like can't even tell you truly a joy it is. We're so honored. And um, tell us a little bit about us. So maybe you pick up a bit of an accent. So I'm originally from the Netherlands. And um, Melanie is, um, you know, was born and raised here in Texas. So, you know, we uh, we have a bit of an international marriage going on, which is always exciting because we have we just bring very different backgrounds to the mm-hmm. table and uh, different languages, things like that, different just cultural upbringings, even in the church. And um, yeah, you're, you're my kind of crazy. I think that really speaks to me because it's like, you know, we, we're really <laughs> different kind of people. I think a lot, a lot of people in, in marriages, that's, you know, what, what attracts you to somebody else yes. you know, is that you don't want to marry somebody that is like you. You want to marry somebody that's like, wow, how did they get through life? You know, the way that they are. I, I'm kind of you know, <laughs> magnetic, like, wow, oh, I didn't even know that was possible, you know? Um, <laughs> because I I remember thinking I was really young when we got married and he's just a couple years older than me (laughs) (laughs) but I remember thinking wow he is so steady he is just and I am like all kinds of crazy on every personality thing I've ever taken I'm like party animal I am I'm a seven wing eight for those of you who are an Enneagram I'm an ENFP on the brain type thing, and he is ISTJ. We literally have no overlap. We are as opposite as they come. And I just, I just remember thinking like, he's so calm. He's so steady. I mean, I am like a roller coaster. I'm like a one woman roller coaster. And he's just so chill. And then as you guys know, 
months into marriage, maybe years into marriage, whatever it takes, you're like, oh my gosh, he's so boring. He's so like, <laughs> he's just so steady. It's like the very things that you loved in the beginning become so yeah. frustrating. And he was like, she's so fun. And she's so this. He's and, that bubble of energy that you're talking about, you know, <laughs> and, uh, a second death. And then yeah. we got married and he's uh, like, I'm exhausted like, living oh. with her. <laughs> you know, Melanie's an extrovert. I'm an introvert. Yeah, it's it pretty much wherever, you know, she's more the aesthetics person. I'm the functional person, even now, you know, we're, we're building a house and it's just, you know, and then in decision making, it just, um, you know, that you're, you just have different thoughts, different. So it's, um, yeah, we, but we are, we love each other and yes, we're, we do. we're coming up on, uh, we had our 12 and a half year anniversary. With, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's not a very, you know, in, in the U.S. they say 12 and a half, you know, what's special about that. But in the Netherlands, they say it's half of 25. Half so, 25. Um, so that's, it's kind of like a special anniversary and it, it doesn't fall on your actual wedding day. You know, it falls on your, you know, half a year off. Yeah. yeah. So we, we just had that in December, so. Wow. wow. Congratulations, guys. Congratulations. So in the Netherlands, they're like, this is a big year for, like, why is it a big, why, what makes the 12 and a half like a big year? Well, I think, you know, 50 is a big one and 25 is a big one. So they're kind of keep dividing by two and just say you're halfway to 25. Okay. So, um, so it's and, a milestone yeah. that way to yeah. get into that first one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It is by the grace of God. It is a miracle that he still loves me. <laughs> yes, I love it. You know, the, 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 the crazy thing that always gave me such revelation, even behind the, the, the title of this particular podcast of My Kind of Crazy, is the revelation ultimately that God intentionally seems to put people that are so uniquely opposite mm -hmm. of each other mm -hmm. together. Yeah. to make them work together. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what is that saying about what God wants to say to us and mm -hmm. how we're actually meant to come together in the power of agreement? And what is he saying in the mm -hmm. image of him? Because marriage is the perfect image, I believe, of, of God and, mm -hmm. and of Christ in that way, of mm -hmm. the bridegroom and the bride coming together in that way mm -hmm. to be able to show that imagery of what God truly means about um about family, about marriage, and about oneness, and about the power of agreement, yeah. which is what our topic is gonna gonna be on today. Yeah. Um, that's something I think so pivotal. I think in just understanding the great is the greatest strength and the greatest power that marriage actually has mm -hmm. in prayer and being able to get um, you know through to miracles and just to the next level and to the next dimension of becoming, you know, deeper and closer in God in mm -hmm. such a deeper and understanding way, because I'll tell you, it's e even in having children, it showed me so, so much of God, the father's perspective. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. much more now. I mean, I think, you know, Edgar could probably even speak, speak to that a little bit as well too, just kind of understanding, you know, God's position as, as God, the father now yeah. understanding now and seeing what you need to seeing how we impact our children, seeing what, what we say and how we, you know, even us stepping into a room, how we change the atmosphere mm -hmm. and what perspective it's going to have on the child now in their rearing and who, how yeah. they understand authority and how they even receive God. And as they, you know, grow older and you know, accept them into their lives, yeah. you know, um, that's you know, good. and that's something I think, I think I, I remember even past Pastor Robert, uh, you know, spoke, spoke about that as well too. A lot of us see God through the eyes of, you know, almost our earthly father. And like, yeah. that's how we may receive it on different occasions and how we can do that. Sure. And a lot of times, you know, either affect or, you know, you know, and kind of, you know, be a hindrance or like a help in the way of mm -hmm. how our children receive Christ in certain ways. Yeah. And so, uh, I know that's a lot to, to yeah, dive into there. Yeah, you just said so but, much there. I but just, like, I want him to be able to kind of touch on that a little yeah, as well too, Edgar. Yeah, I, I feel you there. I, I, I think I have exactly the same thing. I, you know, there's always things from your upbringing and also for me, you know, with my dad. And there's just, you know, there's things that went right and that went wrong. There's wounds. There's things, you know, and you can go to all kinds of events yeah. to get healing over it. But just getting your own children, being, being a father to your own children. You know, we have three children here on earth. Um, so, and, you know, just being a dad to them, it's been so therapeutic to me almost, you know, it's like, That's good. Um, I get to really just step in kind of my dad's shoes and, and talk to my sons, for example, in the way that, you know, I, I wanted my dad to, uh, speak to me or, uh, mm -hmm. you know, where it, 
I just wanted to, and I and really feel in that way to better understand, like you said, Dion, just um, understand the father's heart more. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously not to the extent that he's doing that to us, but it's, it's an eye opener, you know, and it's a, mm -hmm. it's a privilege. Yeah. And it's like a next um, kind of, you know, you break through a ceiling because of that, because you, you never had that, you know, because you just didn't have children. But then when you, when you step into that fatherhood, that's just as a great way uh, to, to really grow closer to the father and to understand better, you know, the love that he has for us. Yes. Well, and, and Edgar has <clears throat> in every way, exceeded what I thought he would be as a father. I, I knew he would be a good dad and he's always kind of the Pied Piper with kids. And I remember thinking, you know, when, before we had children and our, you know, we have a, a whole story of just praying and believing God for children for many years, like you guys as well. And we, I just remember thinking, golly, he's going to be a really good dad, but he has exceeded what I ever thought could be. I told some people, I think that fathering is, is the thing that Edgar is the most successful in on this planet. It's the thing that he does best of everything in the world. Ooh. And it, like, I, I see this picture of like a baton race and it's like, we were both blessed with incredible earthly fathers, but they're broken vessels like every one of us. And so they did the best they knew how to, but they had their own broken areas where they were still learning and, and we're the same thing, but it's like they learned from their fathers, right? And they took the baton and they did the best they knew how. And then we took that baton and we're with the power of the Holy spirit, taking the race even farther. And then we get to pass that baton to our children and he will pass it to his sons to become fathers. And they'll run the race even farther. And that's what we get to do in the power of the Holy spirit is he's teaching us how to pass these things on and live with that kingdom mind. And it's that. really exciting. It is so exciting. And I, I love that how that that analogy of passing the baton. Yeah. So, you know, if you guys are listening, our topic of today is power agreement. And we are we have landed on fatherhood. And I love this. I love this because mm -hmm. what we love about our podcast is we just flow, y'all. If y'all have heard of anywhere in your past, we just flow. So we're gonna flow. And I want to talk to uh you guys about how you have uh, learn to encourage each other in parenting and seeing mm -hmm. those gifts in each other. How have you guys, uh, what was that journey like and what rough patches did you hit and how did you overcome those? That's a good question. <laughs> so we've had, you know, we were just telling earlier that we have been married for 12 and a half years and then, you know, our oldest son is six. So we've had about half of our uh, time that we've been married, we were with children and half without. So uh, you know, we had some uh, some miscarriages and, um, you know, some difficult times also in the beginning of our marriage. Mm -hmm. But I think looking back on it, it was also good because I think there was just a lot of things that we needed to work on, yeah. just the two of us. Yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, what we, what we often call celebrate our differences, mm -hmm. you know, rather than um, point them out to each other and and kind of be surprised by them, you, you almost want to count on being different. So mm -hmm. I think that's, um, that's something that now that we're parents, I think we, we better understand because, mm -hmm. you know, yes, there are, there are a lot of differences in how we, we look at things. Uh, but that's kind of what we just expect now. I would kind of be surprised if Melanie would do things the same way I did because we just know that we won't. So um, <laughs> I think that, that, that first six years really helped us out there. Yeah. 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 Well, I remember whenever he, so um, Edgar lived in China for a couple of years and we met in Shanghai. Actually, I was on vacation and I met him in church. And so it was a really big international church that he was a part of. And I, I remember these experiences he would talk about where he's like, you know, this is a huge international church with, I think he said 60 different nationalities mm -hmm. represented. So people from all over the world, literally every nation, tribe, and tongue, almost, you know? Wow. But he, was, he would say how, even though there were so many differences, such a huge wide variety of backgrounds, all that, but there was unity because yeah. there was the spirit. Oh. And he had talked about in some churches that he grew up in where everything was exactly the same. They were all Dutch. They were all, you know, lived middle on the same class. street, you know, middle-class, hardworking families, 
all believed exactly the same things, but there was a lack of the spirit of unity. Mm. And it's, it's not about all the other differences because we're all part of a family and we're all part of a body and we're all the different, the fingers and the arms and the legs and the toes, and we're all parts of the body. But when, but when we talk about like the power of agreement and the power of unity, it's recognizing and seeing the God gifts inside of them. And it's like, I lack organization. I try so hard, but I'm just not naturally a very organized person. Edgar, (laughs) Edgar is a walking Excel spreadsheet program. Uh It's like, he is just this, you know, I mean, y'all can't see me, but it's like, he is just this totally and completely compartmentalized organized person everything about him is organized Excel sheet, yeah. <laughs> yes yes and it's like if once i finally recognized that god put the things that i need inside my husband mm. god put the things that edgar needs inside me mm. and when we embrace that it's life-changing life-changing i tell you what what you just said i think i think think a whole word right there i think we just i think we touched on some of that um i think early on in some of our early episodes as well too the greatest thing behind i believe understanding just the revelation of marriage and how god has called us Mm -hmm. to each other in marriage Mm -hmm. it's it's literally what you just said we are the encompassment of what God wants us to get. God sees yeah. our strengths and he sees yeah. our weaknesses and he sees the very opposite of what we are here to balance each other for. Yeah. And so we come together to create this holy matrimony of like, this is our, this is my background, this is her background. Yeah. And they're totally uniquely different, mm-hmm. but God literally has us together. And the Holy Spirit is what does this and brings yeah. us together in such a way that, that we can never see. Like, because oh again, if we actually... Yeah, I think honestly, if we all actually walked up to each other and we could see literally how different we were from the other person when we were dating or something like that, we would, we would probably say, no, I'm never going to get with this person. I'm never I don't know. I might have because I, I, like, <laughs> I like to see, I like to explore different people, but it was... Re- so you're a weirdo, that's all. I'm well, yeah, about. sure. <laughs> I'm your kind of crazy. So <laughs> you chose me. Um, <laughs> I did, I did. Exactly. So that makes me, you're right, exactly. So, <laughs> so one of the things that I wanted to mention is like, Mel- like Melanie, you hit something so key. It's yeah. like, for yeah. us, like one, in the beginning, I remember like not like seeing the value of his differences. I know there was a season of time that we, I was mm-hmm. like, man, I wish you would just do this like this. Like it would be so much easier for you just to agree. Exactly. To do, <laughs> the same, do it. To do you kind of crazy. You like know, it, yeah. it would have been easier. But he was, he wasn't. <laughs> and he was like, you know, he was very, um, you know, in his ways. And we, we're both like really stubborn sometimes. <laughs> and so in the beginning, it was like a, we mm. butt heads a lot. And mm. so finding the, the agreement was like, a, it was, it took some time for us. It took oh, yeah. some time mm. for us to find mm. like, okay, you know, mm. there is power in agreement in the spirit realm. Mm-hmm. And, and one thing my husband mm-hmm. settled on, I think it was maybe year four, and I, I like immediately caught on to this. Like he mm-hmm. said, it came out of his mouth and I was like, and that's the Lord. Uh, <laughs> and that's easy. That's easy to grab out. That, you, know, that was just, <laughs> you know what I mean? When it's, when it's Jesus, it's just like, okay, God. But um, he, it came out of his mouth and he said, um, this is not a, what Dion says goes household. This is not a, what Bridges says God's a household. This is what does the Holy Spirit say household? Mm-hmm. What does God say household? And so when he said that came out of his mouth, that like took me back into a point where I was just like, mm-hmm. okay. And, and, let, and let's just go to this scripture real quick that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Matthew 18 and 18. And it says, I tell you the truth, whatever you forbid. Now this isn't red, y'all. That means Jesus talking. <laughs> Right here. <laughs> I know. I tell you the truth. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. I also tell you this: 
If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three are gathered together as my followers, I am there among them. That scripture like hit me so hard the other day in terms of marriage because we already have two of us here. And that means at all times, there could be an executive meeting call. Like, you know what I mean? Like me, him, and Jesus, okay, let's all talk and come into agreement with this thing. And there is power in that. And I would like to see us Mm -hmm. sit in that. And it took us a minute. Mm -hmm. We we fought, y'all. Yeah. And that's the the great thing about it, because even through, you know, us, you know, missing the the mark on different occasions, that's that's where where the grace lies for us to be able to get on the same page and for us to be able to consult the spirit yeah. and to be able to pray and to be able to understand, okay, maybe I saw this wrong or, or mm-hmm. things like that. And so in understanding, I think the the weirdest thing I guess about it is that, you know, God sees all, all of our flaws, but also as well, he sees the fact that we're in the process yeah. of his process. Oh, you know, he's yeah. processing us yeah. in the in the process of all this, and yet he still says go. Yet he yeah. still says this is the one I called you to be. Yeah. You know, and this is who I called you to be with, and all these different things. And and a lot of times, whenever we're trying to, you know, understand what God is trying to do, He's telling us basically, I am with you. Yeah. And the and the power behind the agreement of marriage is the fact of at the end of the scripture it says, yeah, for where two or three are gathered together as my followers and, and and i think in the king james it says in my name mm-hmm. it says i am there among you mm-hmm. i am there with you and that means that god is literally like sitting he is yeah. sitting he is in the embodiment you have literally already made agreement like my wife said executive meeting yes. where you can actually say hey what are we about to agree well, on we're about to agree on god you with us let's, let's go, go. Like, that's it and so and 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 there's like there's no waiting a lot of times people just you know if, if, if you're single it's almost kind of like uh you know let me go see if i can find somebody you know to be able to touch, touch and agree with and things like that or whatever but it's literally a power that you have because god already has you with a god ordained vessel yeah. with you in me to do that and so yeah. the 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 blessing behind i believe and this is where i think things started because my wife touched on this as well too when um, I, I guess you, I think it was like in year three or four or something like that, I believe. But um, well, what it was, what the, what I was saying was that it was it was rough, sure. But don't <laughs> <laughs> forget, it was really hard. Don't oh, yeah. you? Oh yes, it was rough. But what I was getting to is that by year three, year year four, what we came across was um, the strength finders. Oh yeah, uh, and so uh, and that was actually uh, I believe at, Gate- at Gateway I believe as well mm-hmm. too where we you know as well as well Mick, uh, Edgar and Melanie and so uh, but I think I forget the name of the pastor but he um, Alan uh, Alan Pastor Alan yes mm-hmm. yes yes uh, he had an awesome setup here but he basically had the Gallup Strength Strength Finders test mm-hmm. and us being able to gauge what those different strengths were that we it was so eye opening for us to be I don't, I'm not I'm not sure if you guys ever did that yeah of course I know yeah and so yeah yeah so and so and so uh but i mean you know obviously they're like a little it's like a little 20 dollar test or something like that that goes along with it but when you take it you, they yeah. get it gives you and shows you so much about your yourself and your strong strengths and your weaknesses yeah. and things like that and that right there me and my wife we exchanged mm-hmm. those results and we Grand looked at them and it was like wow it was like literally like scales falling from my eyes and us be able to see our spouse in such a different way that it was like wow that's yeah. what you need because it tells you not only what your strength is or what your what what your strength is, but also as well how to deal with someone mm-hmm. that has this strength and realizing what we may have been doing or communicating or how we may have been presenting what we're talking about and everything. Right. What people are trying to get out of that, what they need to be able to understand and receive information from you. So it almost kind of gives you like a handbook yeah. for your spouse. How and did, it was so open. How, how did you guys actually deal with yeah, that? Yeah, let's talk to you guys about that. Well, one thing that comes to my mind is I think what they always uh, stress with those tests is that, you know, how unique you are as a person, right? Because there's like 135 or so strings and then you get the top five and there's probably not really another individual in the world that has exactly those five or in that order. And then if you if you multiply that, basically, because, you know, your your spouse is the same uh, uniqueness. And so the, the marriage itself is infinitely like unique, you know, I think in the gifting 
uh, and in the combination of gifting. So yeah. um, I think that's something to realize is that, you know, if you really believe that you're brought together for a reason, then you, um, you start kind of wondering like what, you know, what you, you, you then know what your own strengths are, you know, what your spouse's strengths are. And then you also get to understand better what your strengths are as a married couple, mm-hmm. you know, because like I said earlier, you know, I'm more of an introvert. Melanie's more of an extrovert. So I would not be the one uh, maybe who wants to start a life group or something, you know, but I might have certain, you know, I will have giftings to bring if we start it, but maybe that's not something I really envision. Um, but then by, by working together, you start doing things that um, by yourself, you would have never really been able to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And it's so true. Cause I mean, I think every couple feels like they marry their opposite. Well, a lot of people feel right. Not everybody does, but I mean, we think a lot about if we were exactly identical, mm-hmm. one of us would be irrelevant. Yeah. Like it, it just is that way. We, we don't need two identical people. If yeah. you think about it in like a practical term, it's like if, if there was a, a boss and they were trying to hire some people, they would never hire two exactly identical people to be on the same team. They don't need that. They need somebody good at this and somebody good at this so that together they make a great team. And you think about that in so many areas of life. And I wanted to real quick read this Matthew 18, our verse, but in the Passion Translation, I don't know if y'all out there ever listened or read the Passion Translation, but it just like, it lights me up. It's passionate. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, verse 19 says, again, I give you an eternal truth. If two of you agreed to ask God for something in a symphony of prayer, my heavenly father will do it for you. For wherever two or three come together in honor of my name, I am right there with them. And I love that symphony of prayer. Like you think about a symphony, like actually an orchestra that comes together to play a symphony. There's no instrument that plays exactly the same thing or, you know, I mean, I guess a huge instrument, a huge orchestra might have a lot, but, you know, you have like the, the different instruments that all play a different part and they all play different notes and they all play different things and together it's beautiful. Or, you know, I think about like a duet, like we're continuing on with the music. I know you're a musician, Dion, like you think about a duet, like you have to have the two different parts and they have to work and flow together. And it's beautiful. But you can tell when like somebody's missing the notes or they're all wonky, or if they're just singing exactly the same thing, it's yeah. just not nearly as powerful and beautiful, right? I forget yeah. about that as well, too, because you are a singer. singer. So I forgot yeah. about that. So, yeah. So, yeah, with, yeah, yeah. with, with me being a musician, that totally, that the word symphony really hit me in a different way as well, too, mm. because that knowing that, because, again, I grew up even, you know, even in going to a high school, I went to the Dallas Arts uh, Magnet here, even in Dallas. And so, but, and so with, with that being kind of like, you know, that imagery that it was showing there, it really kind of, you know, talked to me even as well when you can hear that. What it here, what it shows me is like it's, it's so many different you know segments of prayer. Yeah. That are, that are being touched on that that you know there are so many different levels of prayer and layers of prayer that you could mm-hmm. touch on that Edgar would probably not even touch on as well too. But he mm-hmm. has so many different segments of prayer as well too. Just like there are so many different instruments within you know a, a symphony. Like you have the woodwinds, you mm-hmm. have the oboes, you have the vi- violas. All these different you know segments that are communicating something. Yeah so unique but so relevant and valid Mm -hmm. that the holy spirit needs to hear about that one issue or whatever that one level of agreement is because there's never just one thing right so Mm -hmm. with all these different perspectives of our heart communicating to god in such a way of earnestness Mm -hmm. and trying to press through prayers or trying to press through agreement trying to press through you know where we're having difficulties but Mm-hmm. understanding you know that we have different backgrounds but you know our lives are coming together in such a unique way but knowing that you are at the center god mm-hmm. and that you are the one that's going to synchronize this pro you know this process yeah. of us trying to you know na- navigate through this storm if you will mm-hmm. you know life you know that's bringing up something so unique and different that you know maybe you might have experienced but edgar may not have and so you know or, or vice versa you know where we're trying to grow you have something to say with that Melanie? 
Yeah, well, I, I, what you were saying, like the different seasons and learning to navigate the storms and, you know, there's a lot of seasons in life that feel like a storm, but not every season. Sometimes there's the in-between, just the long stretches of faithfulness, but all the different seasons of us having to learn to navigate that. I was thinking, you know, y'all said year three or four was like, you know, climaxing to a rocky time where y'all really had to go to the next level and learning to appreciate and love and work together in unity. And but it didn't stop then for you, like, because then you brought kids into the mix, you brought one kid, and then you brought two kids, and then you have job change or ministry change or this. And it's like, every season requires us to focus on rebuilding that unity. Because I mean, it's and then, you know, then you have 2020, and you have a worldwide pandemic, and you have all the isolation and a quarantine and the work from home situation, and you know, so many changes that we're constantly navigating. And so back to that power of unity in our marriage, it's not a one time thing. And that's, it's really only possible by abiding in the Holy Spirit. It's really only possible by living connected to the true vine. I mean, it's possible. Let me, let me correct that. It's possible to do it for a time in your own strength. Mm -hmm. Like we can strive like that little, you know, gerbil on the little spin wheel, pinwheel thing, whatever, you know, I mean, you, you can, you can try. Yeah. You will burn out and you will pay a price. And we have have done that. We have done that. I have done that. I'm a big, I'm a big go getter person. So So that striving thing, but when we, when we continue in each season to press into the Lord and just ask him, you know, how, how do we come together? How do we walk in unity? How do we do that in our marriage? What does that look like for us right now? And it's really practical. I mean, the Holy Spirit's so practical. He just walks with us day by day. And maybe it's like, it looks like, you know, picking up your phone and texting your husband right now that you're thinking about him. It looks like bringing flowers home. It looks like just taking 10 seconds to actually look deep in each other's eyes before just rushing out the door to Monday morning work. Oh or it's like those little moments of letting the Holy Spirit show us what does that look like for us right now? And that reminds me of like a, um, a rehearsal. And I'm going to, I hear, I, I hear you, Edgar. I want to hear from you. I, did I, but Melanie was saying this and I thought of like, wow, that sounds like a rehearsal. It sounds like a rehearsal of the greatest performance that God wants to have in the earth is through married couples. But are we rehearsing at home? Are we rehearsing in prayer? Are we rehearsing through the hearing of the Holy Spirit? That preparation. And if we had that information of knowing that God wants to, or like we're the symphony to the world of his presence and power and his love, would would people give up on their relationship so quickly? That's good. I want to hear from you. That's good. That's good. Well, I, I'm glad you jumped in because I, I was definitely going to take this a little bit a different direction, which is, you know, I, I also, I think the scripture encouraged me in one way of, you know, the opposite, you know, when you have a disagreement, um, I think, you know, especially when you're different and we talked about being different, mm-hmm. you know, the Lord knows that, you know, we are not always snapping into agreement, you know, like you're not going to agree about uh, everything immediately. Absolutely right. And there's a lot of things that you will, you know, if you're praying for a sick person, I think you're you're both quickly in agreement. Like, you know, yeah, that we pray for healing over this person, pray over this family. But there's there's many other things, you know, the picking between two jobs or where to live or where should we move or should, should we have another child or are we going to adopt or, you know, there's there's many many questions that maybe you don't immediately agree about. And I think at that moment. You know, it's almost like it's it's okay. You know, it's like the Lord knows that uh, you have different ideas about it, and and I think this verse is kind of an encouragement to then, you know, not give up until you have agreements. Like mm-hmm. you're, um, it's like it's okay. Nothing is really going to happen until you know, as long as you disagree. Yeah. Um, but don't give up on finding the agreement and and push in, and then individually also find out like, hey, am I really holding on to the right thing here? Or you yeah. know, you're quickly to think, well, my, my spouse is, is wrong about this, so they should press it more to the Holy Spirit so that they can hear what I've already been hearing all the time. But um, it is, you know, that doesn't always happen. And so it's really up to you yourself then to, you know, to go there and, and ask those questions like, am I wrong here? Or is this really the direction? And you know, then after sometimes weeks, sometimes months, sometimes years, you know, you 
finally come to the same place. So I think yeah. that's uh, also an encouragement that is in these verses. So good. And that's so true. That's the weight on the Lord. Yeah. Wait on the Lord. Wait on him. What's so amazing about that? Because that's that's something that I feel like is such the, the greatest benefit, I believe, to to marriage, honestly, is that marriage is such a uh, such a vehicle and a tool mm -hmm. that provokes us to seek him more. Mm -hmm. Because in those moments, uh, if it's di disagreement, just like Edgar was saying, or even just creating that 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 symphony, like you like you were saying, Melanie as well as well too, it takes the Holy Spirit in order for us to be able to do that. But if we're actually in the process of you know having a disagreement about something at, at any point in time, in any way, mm -hmm. it, it's marriage is such a pro provoker of us having to seek Him for His mm -hmm. guidance because it's so much in this we don't know how to do. It's so much mm -hmm. in this that we don't know what's happening behind the scenes mm -hmm. in our spouse. Mm -hmm. Or you know, in, yeah. in, in their minds, or what's going on through their hearts, or what's going on through their thoughts, how their minds may have changed, how they evolve over time, how they may have changed before you know you knew them back when you were dating, but now it's a different thing. Mm -hmm. And so, all these different things that's happening in the world around us, and so much, it's really just an opportunity, I believe, for us really to just dive deeper, but also as well knowing that our spouse also as well at times can be a good tracker mm -hmm. for us to be able yeah. to gauge if the if we're actually hearing the Holy Spirit correctly. Because yeah. we can actually bounce off, you know, something with our spouse. We like, I was thinking that just the other oh, day, but I didn't know if it was the no, Holy Spirit or if that was pizza last night. I didn't know, but it was like, <laughs> you know, whatever. But, you know, that's the great thing about it, because when we're actually seeking God in so many different ways, you know, for our spouse or even for our children or for our lives around us and things like that, God can confirm it with us. In, in the way when you, when, when you know that you have someone that also as well is seeking God, mm -hmm. you know, when you have someone else that you know is always also as well saved and knows God in that way, that it's like, you know, that it's like one heart can touch another other heart in that same way. God can touch us in those both ways to get us in alignment mm -hmm. with what he's actually saying. And then that comes the, the power of agreement through that to be able to rectify any questions, any concerns, fears, yeah. settling all those different things, bringing peace in yeah. so many different areas, all those different things is so needed. And it's so just needed. so, it's such a present help in that time when you just don't know. Yeah. And I know you guys are listening for everybody that's listening to the yeah. podcast. Some people are listening and you're on the verge of not, not, not staying in your marriage. Maybe you have, are having a hard time in your relationship. Mm -hmm. Maybe you are arguing with your spouse or just no peace. And some of you are doing okay, you're doing great, but you really would like to grow mm -hmm. and to see God move in your marriage and to see God mm -hmm. uh, fulfill the promises of why you guys are together. What we wanna share with you guys through this scripture is the power of the Holy Spirit moving in your relationship when you come together mm -hmm. in agreement. Mm -hmm. It is not enough for you to have your own vision, for him to have his own vision and to move separately. What God wants you to find is how you guys can bring together one vision and not saying you can't be individuals and have your own ministries and do everything you amazingly can do, but how can you guys come together and be the force in the earth that God has called you to be? There is power in agreement when we submit ourselves to the Holy Spirit and that it take for me, I know that it took for me a moment of submission. It took me to lay down my Gosh, own that will. Again. Yeah, I mean, but not <laughs> even submission in marriage. Yeah, yeah. It's like I had to submit to Jesus. The Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah, every yeah. time I don't yeah. want to submit to my husband, yeah. God checks me, and He's like, "Who is? Who ultimately are you submitting to? Who's in control here? Who's really? Mm. In, who? Who are you serving? Who are you seeking after? Yeah. Whose applause are you looking forward to? Is mm. it?" somebody out in the world is it the is somebody to uh to call to tell you you're valuable like it's god and mm -hmm. i want i had mm -hmm. to come to a point in That's my good. own life as a wife as a mother as a woman to say i want god to be proud i want him to be mm -hmm. i want him to uh, be involved i want him to be all up in my life from head to toe mm -hmm. and that started with mm -hmm. me submitting my will my stubbornness every 
uh, every desire I've had, y'all know I think big. I have, I yeah, I have a hard time. My husband knows. Like I have a hard time thinking like small, like medium. Like I need to, <laughs> I need to shrink these things down a little bit. Yeah. But it took me submitting those things to God and saying, mm. I will wait on you. Because there's things I even talk to. Like mm. I want my husband, and I told I told a friend this the other day. I said when God changes his heart about this, mm. then I know it's God because mm. as right now, he don't, he ain't feeling it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just have to wait on the Lord, submit it all to the Lord and yeah. know that he's faithful. Oh, absolutely. That's so mm -hmm. good. Bridget, I love that you said that. And yes, we were just praying together before we got in here that the Lord would minister hope to every single person listening to this today, that wherever they're at in their marriage journey, like you said, or even if you're single and you're praying for a spouse, but wherever you're at, if you're married, that there would be this, this rising up of hope in your spirit, that you would know that the Holy Spirit can meet you right where you're at, and he can bring you forward and gently guide you along on that journey, on that process that you were talking about, Dion. And I mean, the, what, one of the very important things I felt like I, I wanted to make sure that I got to say is that, like we talked about in the beginning, we don't have it all together. Like far from it. We have made so many mistakes. I have made so many mistakes in our marriage. I have done it well a lot of times, but I've done it really poorly a lot of times. And I have push that door open when the Holy Spirit was not opening it. And I have bulldozed over my husband and I have walked in pride and I have walked in arrogance and I've made some, I've had some major failures in our marriage. And I thought what was cool about these verses is I was, I was looking at the context of, you know, obviously this is Jesus speaking and he's sharing a long message, but even in this chapter, the couple of verses before this section was restoring broken relationships, yeah. right? That came from the verses before this 15, 16 about how do we confront each other and how do we walk in boundaries and how do we humble ourselves and how do we speak the truth in love? And, and then the couple of verses after this passage we're talking about is unlimited forgiveness. Mm. How about the parable of the servants and how they were forgiven so much, but then they went out and they didn't forgive the little debts owed to them. And I don't think that that's a coincidence by any means when we know that it's the word of God. So there's no coincidence yeah. that these verses are put inside this context of restoring broken relationships. We have broken our relationship before we have made, we've made mistakes. We've hurt each other. And it's not even the huge, big failures of which we have had. To, I've had them, but even just the little, little things like the, those little moments, those little tit for tat moments where you just kind of get, uh, you just get a little offended at each other, just a little grumpy. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, it's so real. Every one of us as humans has to face it. And it's like taking those moments to just repent, just humble ourselves and repent again and again and again. Even if we have to do it 25 times a day, that doesn't mean that we're, we're failures because we have to humble ourselves and repent a lot. It means we are hungry and we're growing and the Holy Spirit is alive inside of us and he's doing something great. It's brave, humble people mm -hmm. who are growing, who will choose to humble themselves and humble yourself in your marriage. So that's one of the things I just want to encourage people to, it's like seeing forgiveness mm -hmm. as a gift. It's a gift. It's a joy. It's life to us. Yes. And I remember, so I know I'm talking a long time, but I, I remember I had this like growing resentment in my heart towards Edgar and, you know, and it started off early on and, you know, there were things and especially then once we had kids and it's like, well, doesn't he know I'm up all night and he just want, you know, and just, <laughs> and, and these little, you know, these things and it just grew and I really wrote it off and this would be like a huge admonition I would have or an urgent call I would have for other married women out there is, I, um, I made excuses for that. And I thought, well, you know, I mean, I'm married to an imperfect person and, you know, I mean, what wife doesn't have just a little bit of irritation built up in her heart towards her husband, right? Like, you know, I mean, 
I'm, you know, of course I'm praying about it and I'm, I'm moving on, but you know, what wife doesn't have just a little bit of resentment towards her husband. And I, I just, I ignored it and I let it just fester. And, and the fruit of that was not pretty. And the fallout of that was not pretty. And so the Lord had to take me back to this place of returning to that first love of humbling myself of that submission to the Holy spirit, being broken, being real, being honest with my sin. And I, I have committed before the Lord. I want my heart to be turned towards Edgar and turned towards you. Cause that's, that's going to be the same direction. When my heart is turned towards the Lord, it is turned towards Edgar and just have that soft tenderness of heart. And if my heart even shifts a little bit, even one degree off, you know, you've heard people say, if a rocket is going to the moon, if they are off even one degree Good. in their, in their chart, they're not going to land on the moon by the time they get there. They're going to be light years from their goal, you know? And so I just asked the Holy spirit to put a guard on my heart, to bind my wandering heart to him and to have my heart soft and focused toward him. And anyway, that would just be a huge encouragement that I would want to pass on to other girls, mm. other girls out there. Wow. Well, we just go like say la, like just say la for just a moment. <laughs> that, that was so good. That was so good. You guys are such a bright light to the world. Like, I love that. Yeah. If you could, like, um, I know Melanie, you just shared one big tip. So I hope you guys heard that. If you didn't hear that, rewind it, listen to it again. She, she, she specifically said she's asked the Lord to keep her heart directed towards her husband and him that's a key point one of the things that i i would give you guys if you want to keep mm -hmm. your marriage in agreement and mm -hmm. understand the power of agreement and just and just in general growing closer to god and submitting mm -hmm. to him is i would ask that you lay down every day lay down your worries your concerns um i know there's sometimes in my in my relationship in our relationship mm -hmm that we literally had to just blurt out what was the enemy telling us yeah. like this is what the enemy is telling me about you mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and what happened in that moment my mm -hmm. husband be like really this is what he's telling me about you and we we would call it out we would black like we would say it and then we would be like that is so crazy because mm -hmm. that's not what i'm saying that's not who i'm thinking but exposing it exactly. and then allowing the light to shine upon it and it helped us so much because we were like yes that's, that's the great thing about that because i feel like the enemy cannot stand god's light mm -hmm. and the truth as soon as the enemy is exposed he disperses yep like mm -hmm. a room full of roaches that have been chilling out in the dark and then all of a sudden you flick on the lights and blue yeah and they go back wherever they were that's that's exactly how the enemy is and the enemy cannot stand the light of jesus and the light of his truth yeah when it's exposed and when you can actually see it when you have two good good-hearted people that are actually trying to communicate about something but the enemy yeah. knows all he takes done. maturity trying to, yeah, it's, <laughs> it takes total maturity yeah. to be able to do that but you know the idea is that yeah. the holy spirit is the only thing that can allow you to get to that point in place to yeah. say okay what's going on here outside something's of going you know, on like, yeah yeah and, and so, to really <clears throat> talk about it we really want to encourage yeah. you guys to talk of talk to each other don't hold those things in like really uh, yeah. learn to express what you need and the the, the things that are festering yeah in your heart because your spouse could pray for mm -hmm. you Absolutely. in those areas yeah you know your spouse can pray for you you could tell your spouse mm -hmm. you know he's telling me like like you know in my relationship i'm i'm a i'm a big thinker like i was telling you guys earlier and every time i tell my husband about something i wanted to do he would always be like oh, i don't know about that you know like how much and it would make <laughs> me feel like he was sucking the life out of my ideas and i was like why you know he's like like saying no to everything like and he and what god showed me about my husband is that's his gift his top gift is analytical he's not saying no he's saying how <laughs> exactly. you know, it was, it, it. so and the beautiful thing about that and that's what's so funny i'll say this and we can move on uh <laughs> with with, with, with my analytical gift, basically, I'm always thinking about how can we do something. It's not that, again, just like she was saying, you know, no, to do something. The only thing is that she is such a, you know, almost similar to you, Melanie, as well, too, or whatever, and that go get away and everything. If she gets a yes, it's cool. Before I even say yes, the S, she's already, the, the door is closed. 
And so I'm like, wait, wait. You know, and I, I can't say this. So what I have to say is a lot of time is no, comma. <laughs> And so that's what I have to do. It's over there, no comma. And I'll let her know, kind of like, it's not even so much so a no, but I'm basically saying is, okay, what I'm really trying to say is, let's think about this. You yeah. know, and let's, you know, say, okay, how can we go about doing this and everything? Because my, my wife, one of, one of her gifts is like a vi visionary, I guess, in a sense or whatever. And so mm -hmm. I guess I think it's stay a different, different way, futuristic. but futuristic, I guess. Yeah. yeah, it's the way. But basically, it is, is that she has so many different ideas, and she's I, I, ideation as well, too, is another way as well, too. So that means she has a ton of ideas and everything. And so, yeah. talking about that. so managing all of that and everything, please pray for me. But still, pray managing all <laughs> <laughs> so, but managing all of that basically is the way in which I have to say, okay, um, there's such an order about how God wants to do something, because it could be like a great idea. Mm -hmm. that she comes up with right and that, that i'm like yo let's that, that sounds awesome that's great let's do it but the idea is that um it's such a broad vision a lot of times that can be presented at different occasions and there's a lot of times she loves to be able to see the big vision and say okay let's go and jump on that vision but the vision a lot of times takes process to get there yeah and that process a lot of times she has a hard time waiting on to get there process. you know and so and I those steps before you get to the you know twenty thousand, whatever oh my god you know, it's like she sees a lot of times the end without mm -hmm. seeing the middle steps that I it takes to the get middle. there. Because a lot of times if we try to get to something so huge and so big and everything, it can abort the mission that you're trying to get to ultimately. Yeah. And that can speak to someone as well, too. Getting there too fast before you're prepared mm -hmm. and taking the steps to say, okay, we need to do this Speaking first. We need to do this second. <laughs> and we need to do this third. But we missed that step. And therefore, it's not going to sustain. Yeah. So I, I hear a lot of what is going on in our marriage, too. Um, <laughs> I used to do exactly the same thing. Melanie would come to me with ideas and I would say, uh, no, I don't. Well, did you think about this? You know, always kind of the, the naysayer. And so I've learned to just um, just always say, that is a great idea. I think that's wonderful. <laughs> It's just Melanie is a little bit different, different than Bridget in the sense that she's not immediately starting it. So in 90% in of the cases, I never hear about it again. And then in the cases that it's really something that sticks, then Melanie actually will bring it up again. And that way I know it's really something that she's supposed to do. Yes, so, um, it's true. Yeah, she it, sometimes does that a little occasionally as well. No, too, right? I go, so I like, go for it. I, I, you were right. You were right. I head down the road. And my, my, my godfather told me this too. He said, he said, when you get a vision from the Lord, he said, I have to prepare you because you will be flying down the road and come back with like one, one wheel, you know, and just kind of like limping back. Like, yeah. Yeah. that's so me, but I, I, you know, I try to go to get that's that. why he's exactly what I needed, you mm -hmm. know, and I learned to appreciate how different he is. I think that was the transformational point in our relationship of me submitting to how God created him mm -hmm. and then understanding that when we came into prayer that he was going to bring things into that prayer that I did not see or know or even realize was necessary. Was necessary. In that same way yeah. and vice versa as well too in that way. And so I, I think that's the beautiful thing again about, you know, understanding it's almost like God showing you yourself through your spouse, mm -hmm. but in a way that a lot of times we kind of almost kick and scream to admit, I'm not like that. Yeah. That's not what I need. You know, I'm saying, I don't need to do this and I don't need to do that and everything. But a lot of times God is showing us through our spouses in that way. That's why he put that buffer in mm -hmm. your spouse for you in that way and everything is to be able to guard against that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's like God is always like, it almost kind of reminds me of almost like a little slinky where it's like, we're just trying to keep everything all together. Everything's wiggling, yeah. you know, but it's kind of having a hard time staying in shape and everything. And so I feel like that's the way in which God kind of almost established our spouses to be that for each other in that way. And it's an awesome imagery in that way, but I think it's just a great way in which God needs us to submit to his process through marriage. Yeah. And allow our spouses to play their role in our lives. Oh my gosh. To guard those areas. We're going to have to bring Melanie Egger back, guys, for another session i, I have so many questions that i just want to just ask them they are like 12 years in y'all they are a wealth of knowledge they're yeah. they love the lord they're so humble and anointed like all these things and i'm just like i have so many questions so <laughs> i you know because y'all know i don't have it all right we don't have it all yeah. the answers we we're we're, we're on this journey 
with Jesus. And that's the beautiful thing. I, I don't think really anybody does because I've even talked to older elderly couples and they're saying that's we're it. still learning each other. It's we're a, still it's going. A journey. And that's the beautiful part about it because I believe that with us being human beings, we're always a work in progress. Yeah. And we always are with that because we're always growing. There's certain things even about myself I'm still learning, you know, as I'm mm -hmm. growing up and I'm growing older and things like that. And different ages and stages of our lives as we both evolve together to, you know, in that way, mm -hmm. I think it's like God is there as a garter belt to be able to keep us in that process of our each our, our, our individual evolution yeah to be able to grow with each other to be able to age with each other but to be able to love each other through that process mm -hmm. him processing us you know what i mean yeah so i'm gonna give the last words to you guys encourage our couples you can pray you can encourage you can do whatever share with us all the great things you guys have going on we're going to give you guys the last word. Yeah, I, I think, you know, talking, one thing that came to my mind is about the symphony that we talked about. And I really got this picture of, you know, what, when you go to a concert, you, you hear the end results. You don't hear their first meeting. You don't hear all that. the times that the uh, uh, director had to knock with a little stick on the thing and say, stop, we're going to do this all over, right? <laughs> you're just there, for, not even for the rehearsal, you're there, you're paying the ticket and you're listening to the end result. And I think, I think we just need to be a little bit, um, I think there's a lot of couples, including us, you know, that you're, you're out there and you think, why, why can't we get our act together? Why do we disagree so much? Why do we, you know, what, what's going on? Are we doing something wrong? Are we not meant for each other? Mm -hmm. And that's just the, this is the enemy you know speaking lies and yes. i think this is should just be an encouragement that you know you're just in the middle of of making a symphony mm. and uh, disagreement is is okay you know it's not it's not about you know uh, the disagreement itself it's like what you do with it uh you know do you run away from each other or to each other do you run away from the mm. lord or to the lord mm. mm. uh, what melanie shared earlier really really touched me where she said like it's not you know it's not how many times in a day you you need the Holy Spirit. That's not your your level of, of maturity. You know, it's it's almost like you can you can use the Lord and and the grace and the Holy Spirit as as many times as you need it in a day. It's almost more like how quickly are you willing to to go there? Come on, gonna preach at the end. Like, listen, <laughs> I am so good. Come on, Come on Bishop Carson I mean, I think, I think in the end, you know, if we're not encouraging people, we, we've done something really wrong. So if people feel discouraged about this, by this podcast, then I think they should uh, probably consider not to listen again. You know, that's, that's, almost, <laughs> exactly. there you go. So I don't want to scare people away, but I think that's, that's right. I mean, if we're not building people up, so I think people just need to you know, have um, some grace on themselves and say, you know, uh, disagreements, they're there that the lord knows that that we're not the same person we that we have to work through things but it sometimes takes years to get on the same page yeah, yeah. but uh, that's okay you know that's mm -hmm. that's okay that's so good i love that i want to sit in that and the last thing i would just want to say is something that we have done i think every single night since we got married. I mean, I, we, we rarely ever stop this. And, and in the good seasons and in the really hard seasons, we kept this up because it was a, um, we just set it as a pillar in our family. We pray together every single night when we go to bed. And that sounds small or like, well, maybe a lot of people are like, well, duh, you should pray together, husband and wife, you should pray together every day. But having that every single night because it, it, it takes a lot. It requires us to go to bed at the same time, which I'm not cramping in on anybody's lifestyle, but I feel like there's something really important and really healthy about having the same rhythm in your day. And so we, we go to bed at the same time, we crawl into bed, we hold each other's hands mm -hmm. and we pray. We pray over each other. He prays and I pray out loud together. And we come before the throne together every single night. And it's like, I mean, it, it's like in all the things and all the help, the pillars we put into our life, that one time may not seem like a big deal, but the cumulative effect of joining together in unity, it's hard to stay mad at each other when you're holding hands and you're going before Jesus together. So yeah. just 
taking that time to just pray together every night, that would be something where I would say, especially for couples who are challenged or, or in a challenging season, try it. Just try it. Just start doing that together every night. Just grab your husband or your wife's hand and just pray together and invite the Holy Spirit in and give it time. Lay it on the Lord and be faithful and just see what he'll do. Yeah. Oh, man. This was so good, guys. Love we that, love man. it. Love we that. love it. We man, thank you guys so much. Edgar, Melanie, you guys are just a blessing Amazing. and a gift. Oh. You know, Thank you. Can we pray? Can I pray over our couples listening? Absolutely. Yes, let's please, do it. Please. Do okay. it. All right. Jesus, we love you so much. Everything is for you and unto you to the glory of your name. Father, we ask right now that you would come and touch every single couple, every single person that is listening to this. You see them, you love them, you adore them, you are their father, like we talked about fathering in the beginning. You are their father who holds them and loves them. And I pray, God, that you administer hope and encouragement to every single person, that they would lift their hearts to you, that they would set their eyes on you, that they would run to you and wait on you, and that they would see you come, Lord, that they would see you move in their lives. We thank you for who you are, and we just bless you, Lord. Yes, Lord, I'm in agreement with my with my wife, Melanie, on this. Lord, we, I just lift these couples and these people up to you, Lord, and we just thank you for them. And I, I break off any lie from the enemy and that, and that he's trying to speak to them, that he's trying to make them believe about this is, this is not the right spouse for you or we're having so much disagreement that this is not working anymore. That's not what you're speaking, Lord. You're saying, come to me. Um, come to each other, keep your eyes on me, keep your eyes on each other, and I will guide you through this with my Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. We love you, and we can't wait to have another one. Y'all going to have y'all gonna have another treat. You guys are willing to, man. We would love yeah, to. Yeah, we'll have awesome. you back again, too. That's okay. a good one.